Steve. And myself, Kelvin. And this is episode number four, would you believe? And we've actually got some positive to talk about today. Three points to the Arsenal. Can you I believe think it? We're, well, not, not particularly after how we've been playing, but you'll take it all day long. Um, I think we're overdue that win, right? We, you know, episode four, would you say, relatively new podcast, but we've had nothing but, but doom and gloom to talk about um, since we started this. So it's going to be nice to, to dig into a win for a change, that's for sure. It's honestly a very strange feeling. <laughs> I like it's, it's weird. I forgot what it's like to actually win a game. Yeah, no, I do agree with you. Um, you, you kind of like we talk about it all the time, but you, as a supporter, you just go into every game with hope, and it's the hope that kills us as Arsenal fans. But you know, it's a London derby, and we kind of know not always, but form tends to go out the window a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's. It, you can't not knock three points over Christmas on Boxing Day. Um, you know, we were lovely, both pretty happy. It was a lovely late Christmas present, wasn't it? It was the cherry yeah. on the cherry on top of the cake. Cherry indeed. But speaking of Christmas, Stevie, how was how was yours? It was okay, mate. It was very quiet. I probably mm. ate too much and drank too much, and then just sort of felt very lethargic <laughs> for most yeah, of the it's day. Usually, it's usually like the way, isn't it? Go out for a run. Um, what about you, mate? Yeah, pretty much the same. I mean, look, lockdown life kicked in again, didn't it, for all of us, really, um, just before Christmas. And, yeah, it was quiet. I mean, for me, most Christmases are. This one was just more quiet than usual. But much like yourself, you know, I enjoyed the downtime. It's nice not to have to to go to a different room to do some work. Uh, that's how it is for me anyway. And, you know, it's just nice to just be able to relax, switch off, enjoy the good food. A little bit of time with family because, you know, I have some family close to me over here in Ireland. Uh, so, yeah, can't complain all too much, mate, to be honest with you. I think as you get older, it's just more about, less about the presence and the actual day. It's more about uh, getting drunk, isn't it? <laughs> getting drunk. And I think, let's be honest with you, the key element that we, was particularly for me, um, if you don't have children at Christmas, that sparkle's not there, mate. It's, it's, it's as simple as that for me. Um, that said, me, Christmas. me and the fiancé were up at like five in the morning. We were like two excitable kids. Um, and we were actually opening our presents about quarter past five. <laughs> wow. How, how old are you, Stephen? How old? 29. It's only, <laughs> you know what, it's because I was drinking the night before and, I just, and I'd woke up and I felt a bit hungover and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I was like, you know what? You thought we just start again. <laughs> get back on it, so... No, but yeah, yeah, all good, mate. All good for another year. And obviously the listener can't see this, but it's actually snowing here in Worcester, which is... Uh, you got some snow. Proper snow. Very I'm a little envious because, you look, when you first get the snow, it looks amazing, doesn't it? But then give it a few hours. When everybody starts trampling around in it and driving around in it, you'll get that lovely grey slushy oh, shit. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, and then the ice, if it's cold enough to, to, to melt. But for us over in Ireland, as always... No snow, just rain. Or as they like to say, it's wetter than an otter's pocket outside. <laughs> I so love there it. you go. Anyway, right, you so like... we start digging yeah, into this yeah, Chelsea let's, game. Let's yeah, let's, let's start digging it. into the win. Um, let's have a look at the, the let's talk about the lineup first. Uh, there was a few a few uh, changes there. William and Luis were announced unwell before the game, and then Gabriel um, had to self isolate, I believe. Yeah, that's a strange one. Um, I mean, look, I'm, it's funny, isn't it? You all have a different opinion. If this was a conversation about Xhaka, right? Um, you'd have a different narrative maybe behind how you might 
approach the conversation because yeah. you know Gabriel's had you know player of the month a couple of times already, been performing quite well. Um, kind of gets away with it a little bit. Why is he? You know, who's he been in contact with to have to then go and self isolate? That's quite important to me. Look, I'm not going to dig into it too much. Yeah, um, no, of course. Uh, but it's but one you know, of those I, where I, I, yeah. I thought Pablo, uh, Pablo Marie came in and uh, was pretty solid. To be fair to him, he was solid. Because how I look at it, I mean, look, other than the the penalty that he gave away, we'll come on to that. Yeah. Other than that, I always think as a defender, especially to the the central pairing, um, if you can go through a game without really being mentioned too much, you've done something right. Um, you know, if yeah, you I agree with that. that means you've performed relatively well. Not many mistakes in there, and you know he's good in the air. He's a big guy. Um, I know. Yeah, look, you were kind of worried going into the game with holding a Marie as a as a centre half pairing against Chelsea. But look, that worry was not for no particular reason. Um, I thought they played quite well together, to be honest. I th- yeah, no, I thought they did. Um, and to be honest, you know, I was I was a little worried, especially with Bellerin coming back into the team. Mm. Um, I was a bit surprised actually to see Ainsley Maitland-Niles dropped. Um, maybe that was yeah. a captaincy. I think that's yeah, maybe. it is a tricky one, isn't it, with the Ainsley Maitland-Niles. You do wonder what the, the bloke has to do to get a start under Arteta um, lately. Uh, but look, it's just one of those where, and again, you look back in hindsight, Bellerin had a pretty pretty decent game yeah, I thought yeah. overall carries the ball he's one of the you know he's one of our best ball carriers um game. to take yeah. the ball up with him to transition into from back to front so yeah I mean gone yeah no Elneny's not the wasn't the strange one I mean because look if you look at what's available in centre mid at the moment Willock, Elneny, Xhaka and Ceballos yeah, I think that's pretty much all he had to choose from for, for this game. I, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised to see it like that meal too. Um, a little bit disappointed to see Sabias back out of the team because I thought, you know, out, out of the out of the three of them in that mid, you know, he's the only one who, who potentially drives the ball forward and is a source. Not of- as much as the. I know what you mean because there's been a few times where he's played. He, he's got the eye for a, a thread the ball right, a, a through pass. You know that splitter between the centre back and the. Fullback, he he can find that quite well, but I I think we you know I've touched on this in, in previous pods already. I haven't really seen anything from him which makes me think he should be starting. To be perfectly honest, I mean, look, it's it's a terrible, but well, it's not a terrible bunch, but it's not exactly an exciting bunch of midfield partnerships that we have there. And I mean, I think we're all kind of already looking forward to getting Thomas Party back in the centre. Who, but it's it's who's going to pair him for now. Because I don't think any of those four options are long term. Uh, no, for the club. absolutely not. Um, you know, like, like we spoke about it before in depth. You know, we, we both agree that Sabaris we can't see being at the club next mm. season. No. I think Alneni, you know, he's, he's a bit of a workhorse, and you know, he has a good he has squad a go. player. Can't good squad him. player. That's how player. I see him. Yeah, he's a, he's a good squad player. Mm. Um, and then Jacko, you know, we'll get onto his performance. You know, we can't, we can't, we can't fault him this weekend. Um, you can't fault him this weekend, no, but, and again, it's the worries, isn't it, as an Arsenal fan, it's a case of, it's one good performance, I can't remember when the last one was, to be honest with you, um, yeah, I mean, look, out of those four, he's probably the best out of those four, it's a low bar, but I think, <laughs> it's a, it a really low bar, but I do think out of those four, you know, he's, 
probably slightly better but not by a lot um so i, th I mean if it was for me just to say moving forward right now and we had thomas party fit i put those two together but then again we saw previously that el nenny and thomas party works quite well i just think look it's a sh that's going to be a short-term thing either sure. way we look at it uh, so hopefully we can change it either in january or more realistically probably next summer yeah and then in our front front uh, front three of Saka Rowe, uh, Smith Rowe, uh, Martinelli, Lacazette, uh, some major talking points there. You know those those three, um, you know, arguably had a all had a fantastic game, and we're yes. a breath of fresh air together. Oh, it was, yeah, it really was. It was, yeah. I mean, look, the breath of fresh air. That's exactly what it was. It was kind of something that we we've been talking about for a while as, as a fan base is we just need to see a bit of a mix up. And the only bit of reservation that I would have is the fact that was it enforced maybe? Cause look, when I saw it, I was like, maybe a little bit concerned cause it's Chelsea and obviously Chelsea's a strange one this season on their day. They're, they're very good. Um, I do think they definitely had a, an off day, which played into our hands. Thankfully, I don't care. Um, I still thought we played well, obviously, but with those guys in there, um, lots of energy. Um, I was absolutely over the moon to just, and I know it's horrible because he's um, the poor chap so well, but <laughs> William not in that squad, let alone the lineup, was honestly, I was just so happy to, to see him out. I wish it was for the right reasons, as he's just being dropped for, for footballing reasons, as Nicola Teta likes to say. In many ways, you know, he was he was he was limited with, with options. But mm. let's be fair, Saka and Martinelli, you know, they're mm. sort of, Saka's a you know first team regular now. Martinelli's yep. come back; he's a first team regular. So the only oh, real player in there was um, Emil Smith Rowe. Between that sort of a click of players, there's there's a real. Mm. Um, I feel like we look like a team. Do you know? There's we more we connection. We there like was just players. more connectivity. I think one of the things I spoke to you about, Steve, is we lack that player who can. And he's look, they're not similar players in any way, but Kazola and Emil Smith Rowe have this ability to pick the ball up in those central areas between the defense and the attack and link the play together. Um, not only that, what he then possesses is he was always, I mean, how many times did you see him run beyond our strikers or go into areas where you just never see Arsenal players before? Well, we have seen it before, it's just been so long, I can't remember when it was, but. It was yeah, like you said, it was just a breath of fresh air to, think, to kind of watch them run. There's just so much chemistry between them. I mean, even from the mm -hmm. off, um, just mm -hmm. we had a really early chance. I mean, it was, it was only a half chance, um, mm -hmm. but you know, it was just very positive from the beginning. You know, we've really struggled in, in the first half to get a tune out of this team. We don't yes. usually come alive for the second half, and it was so nice mm -hmm. to, just to see us so awake and alive, and really taking the game to Chelsea in that first half. Hungry, we were hungry. Yeah, we, we were, were at it. it. Yeah. You know, there was a part of me, you know, watching Arsenal, you're thinking, okay, you know, when is Chelsea going to come into the game? You know, it's going to happen soon. And it just didn't, it just didn't happen. Mm. No, it we didn't. didn't. Um, and you kept thinking it, didn't you? I think that's just our our default uh, in our mind is you can't help but go, this is great, but when's it going to start to fall apart? Um, because we've seen it so many times. But yeah, we were, we were really good on the day, um, as bad as Chelsea were, I feel. Uh, but I do think going forward, it was the most... Probably probably one of our most satisfactory performances from an attacking point of view overall. Because look, it could have been before Chelsea pulled one back, you know, we could have been four or five ahead, to be perfectly honest. I think we were texting throughout the game. Definitely we 
we missed some chances uh, to go further ahead. The game should have been done, shouldn't it? Really, it, it, it's incredible that it could have been like five or six nil. That's how yeah. When you when you think about how bad we've been recently and how little we score, um, yeah, it was it was great. But I mean, with those inclusions, you know, one of the things I spoke about last last week, you know, to you and, and Rocky on the previous pod was, as a club, we're so reactive uh, to what's or how the game's being played in front of us. Um, and what I was saying is I want us to be more, you know, proactive in the game and let's take, you know, let's start, let's start being the team that creates the problems and making the other team be reactive. And I think that's kind of what happened against Chelsea is we definitely saw, you know, we forced our game upon them. You know, we, we've already seen Martinelli when he comes on or when he starts. It's just, again, we can, I think we'll probably keep using it, the breath, the breath of fresh air. Um, I think I think it sends a huge message out to our senior players. Um, you you even saw it on against when when like Pepe came on and just sort of mm, in the team. And you mm-hmm. get, I, 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 can't, I can't really put my finger on it. Um, it's it's it, it baffles me. There seems to be very much sort of you know two different mindsets within the team. We've got this mm. very young, hungry team who really play for each other. Wow, there's a real togetherness. They've got so much enthusiasm and energy. And then we've got this kind of cluster of senior players who are just you know, completely holding, holding us back almost, you know, dragging their heels. Yeah. It's painful to watch. And, you know, these are the guys that you know, have been around for a long time. They're on high wages. You know, they're, they're, all, they're all playing international football. We briefly spoke about it on the last on the last pod, but we can kind of go into it a little bit. bit. It's just overall poor, poor recruitment. From for many outlays, it's not just it, the outright cool. price; it's the the personality of the individual, it's the age profile. Because look, sometimes how you look at things is, and again, it, it applies to your everyday life as well. It can be a case of what have I, you know, say if you worked at a particular company and you'd achieved as much as you could do, but then another company came on to do the exact same job, doing you know everything you've done for the last five to ten years, but they're going to pay you, you know, maybe thirty percent more than what you're on right now. You'll do it, but when you get there, where's the desire to, you know, you've already achieved everything you want to achieve, and I, that's how I feel with a lot of these senior players that come to us, especially William. What is there left for him to achieve or prove in England? Yeah, but you know the fact that it, the guy can't even take it, take a player on. You know, he, no. he he's he's that unenthusiastic. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, if that's yeah. the case, then sack him off. Don't keep I would, playing. Yeah, I mean, look, if if it was us, Arteta keeps picking him. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's in the team to face Brighton. Well, this is this is what was great about the the result. Is not only was you know the lineup was enforced, obviously quite a bit, but I think it's great, right? And not only did we get a great result, there's a massive, massive onus on Arteta now. I can't wait to see the next lineup tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, I mean we're playing Brighton tomorrow, it's but. Exciting. A part, a part of me just feel like, you know, we have to sort of keep our feet on the ground. Is, 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 ah, is, Man United, is it a little bit of a false yeah. goal? Um, yeah. Thing to do is look, let's see where we are after Saturday's result. It's, we definitely got carried away after that Man United game. I think yeah. we spoke about that before. I didn't feel like it was a good performance. Yeah, it was a good result, uh, but the overall performance wasn't great. Um, United were incredibly poor. And you look at the two, two sets of form for both of those sides coming off the back of it. We didn't win for eight, whereas United could go second, I believe, today if they win. Um, it's not a bad place to be. When you think about it, 
the criticism Ollie's had and people were saying, you know, he's not good enough for the role. I've said it myself. I don't think he's, he's good enough for I've the job. I've said it many times. Uh, I don't think I he's. I don't think he necessarily is. I think you know we're. I think this season is is very weird, and I think not having mm-hmm. fans in there uh, and the the sheer amount of games has played a, you know, a huge effect on, on the proceedings. Mm. Um, I don't think that's that's touches into what we were just talking about with the next lineup. You know, the, Christmas is always the, the busiest period of the, the year, this year more so than most, I would say, um, because of the fixture backlog due to the late start. But I think, you know, you're going to have... Martinelli's just back from injury. He was out for, what, nine nine plus months. Is he realistically going to start again? I don't know. Um, Emil Smith-Rowe, again, his, you know, his injury uh, record over the last 12 to 18 months hasn't been great. Will he be able to start so there's, you know, there's going to be an element of rotation. But again, maybe it's the case of we, you know, let's talk about Pepe. I think there needs to be a serious conversation about Pepe, to be honest with you, uh, at this point. I mean, I was filled with massive hope when he joined. I've seen glimpses here and there. Nothing spectacular. The you only question give. I have is, is how much um, can we sign him for? <laughs> yeah. And it, when, still, look, as always, there's this element of need. How can we sell him? Oh, you can sell him in January if you can we, find we someone. But I just don't think we will. You know, do you do you say you know what it's still early days and we we give another season? But in, in all honesty, are we going to be sat here next year having the same conversation? And if if that's the case, well, it's all yeah, it's all hindsight. You know, we can sit here next year and go, oh, we should have sold him or we shouldn't have sold him. It it would just be Arsenal's up that we sell him on and he turns into an absolute, you know. That's the fear, isn't it? That's the fear of every fan, every director at any club is you know, he's not performing well here. But you know, what if? I mean, again, I'm one of these, though. If I'd rather, It's like Nabry, right? When you look at Serge Nabry and you see how well he's doing over in Germany, it doesn't hurt you too much. It hurts because you're like, we could have had that player. He could be playing for us. Um, it'd be a lot more painful if he was playing for another Premier League team, though. That's for damn sure. I think it's a lot um, of it's potluck, though, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. He went to West right Brom, didn't he, under Pulis? And he didn't, get a start. Didn't, didn't even rate him. So, you know, there's no point in crying over spilt milk, is there? It is what no, it is. But then I think, I think we're in a position with Pepe, you know, uh, maybe loan him out for, for half a season. I wouldn't loan him out now. Um, I think what I'm what I'm going to be intrigued to see, and I think you'll probably agree with this. Again, you look at that lineup and you look at that, you know, three or even the whole front four, right? Because Lacazette you could replace with Orba, for example. But you look at the Saka, Emma Smith, Rowan, Martinelli, that could be your future. Could be. Yeah, right, no. Let's not project too. Let's not put too much pressure on them at this point. But what I'm expecting to see now is these young guys are coming and putting a performance. The likes of Pepe, the likes of um, William. Sorry, um, it'd be you know this is where I want to see a reaction out of you guys now because it's now for the first time I think um, where they're not in the squad and the others have performed. This is where you then expect these guys to then go right well. You know, I'm not guaranteed to start every week anymore. Pepe kind of knew that anyway. Mm. You know, I really need to up my game. And if, you know, you touched on it earlier, Pepe came on in that Chelsea game after watching those performances and that didn't do anything. It was barely noticeable when he came on. Um, I mean, heads, heads are going to start sort of rolling, aren't they? You've got a, the spotlight is going to be on these players like Aubameyang and William. Mm-hmm. And they're looking over their shoulder at these young lads who... You know, who, who are completely uh, you know, dominating games. Um, what, were, what were your thoughts on Aubameyang being left out? A part, a part of me thinks it was maybe just an injury and he didn't want to... It, is. it makes more sense. 
it makes more sense for him to be on the bench if it was that calf strain, right? I mean, look, we all, I remember all three of us were talking, you know, myself, you and Rocky on the last pod, just saying, is it, was it an injury? Is there more to it? Are we just, again, to, we just looking into things far too more because we're skeptical about everything that goes on at Arsenal these days. But I, I just want to see a reaction out of these other players um, after the Chelsea game. You know, winning, winning football games is, is, is the ultimate goal, but I would always take, you know, if, if we lose a game 1-0 and we've played bloody well and, you know, the players have given given their all, I've got no problem with that. Um, it's it's the manner, in where, it's the manner in, in the way that you lose is 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 the issue I have. And performance, issue- isn't it? That, is, that was it. That's the night. It was one of the better performances I've seen us have. And I don't know how many times I've said it to you where I either want to see a performance or at very worst, I want to see us just be competitive. I want us to be involved in games. I don't just want to pass the ball around pointlessly um, in that horseshoe shape. I want us to, you know, to take risks. It's the key word I always use lately. Is, is, you know, we don't take risks as individuals or collectively, but we saw that on, I feel, anyway. I think we saw that on, on Saturday against it's Chelsea. It's crazy what, you know, playing an actual number 10, regardless of whether, mm. you know, of his age and experience, is having a, a written out-and-out number 10 in, in, on the field you know, it opens so many doors. It, it was just, it was so exciting to watch. I, like every time we went it forward, was. I felt like, wow, like something could happen at any moment. And I haven't felt that for so long. Um, you I, know why that was though? Like how many times have we sat here just going, you get so frustrated when we win the ball back, our transition play to get into their half or, you know, close to the final third is just so slow. Whereas I felt on Saturday, it was, we've won the ball, all right, let's go. Let's properly break. Let's commit to a break because the amount of times, I'm sure you probably feel this when you watch games, you know, you, we win the ball back and you think, right, here's the opportunity to break and you can see where the passes may be and it comes back to, you know, taking risks. Yeah. And then we just, you didn't, you know, you see Jack take two touches, turn around, play it back. And then the other, the opposition's set. They've gone into their low block or they've got their defensive shape and then we just can't break it down. Whereas if you do transition quickly, that's where the gaps appear. No, absolutely. I've, you know, you you even look at someone like Jacques's performance. Who I, I was watching, you know, like a hawk, and he just he, he can't fault him. He was getting the ball, moving it fast. You know, that's a part yep. of his game that we don't always see. And uh, it was just, it was all round very, very positive. Um, and you know, the, the only the only thing we can probably say is we we probably should have scored more. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean, there was. Thank God he missed the penalty, and we'll come on to that in a bit. But it could have been a very, very nervy last five minutes. Had it was a nervy really last 10, 15 it minutes. It would have been. I was nervous the last ten fifteen, to be honest with you. Um, after they scored, because there was, you know, if you look back at it, once we lost that attacking impotence, once you know Martinelli was lost. We were on the back foot. We weren't pressing as high up the pitch. We did sit back a bit. And at 3-0 up, you can do that, I guess. Um, but don't let a team back in. Especially when you've been on the run, you are. Don't let a team back into a game and give them... We had chances, though. That we, we, we maybe like, Sag had a very good chance when he went through. Um, and he sort of pulled it back, didn't he? I think he yeah, and, and then, then there was the Lacazette one from Mendy's, Mendy's yeah. um, miss kick. I, I felt the Lacazette one... I'm a professional footballer, but I felt like if that was me, I'd have at least tried to maybe go around the man. I took got you know took took the ball towards the player. Who's, I wouldn't I wouldn't have hit it first time. No, I mean you could see what he was trying to do. You got to think that Mendy's a an absolute unit of a or he's just a beanpole of a man. He looks massive to me anyway. I don't know why. Um, so the chip option would have been the harder. But look, if it comes off and you're four 0 up and 
you know, it's, it's not a bad return. But I think, you know, Lacazette's somebody we haven't really spoke about, actually. I thought, he, you know, all-round play, I thought he's done well, to be fair, and took the penalty well. And that was a lot of pressure for him. I think he needed that for his confidence more than anything. What did you make of the penalty? Um, I, I thought it was very soft. To oh, be incredibly soft. And it, how I always gauge anything, um, and you know, as you know me, I'm pretty... I'm realistic. I'm not biased fan in any in any way whatsoever. I always judge my opinion on that was the other way around, right? If that was to be given against Arsenal, how would I feel about it? Yeah, it was soft as fuck. It, it was, was soft, but these things go. Even when it went to VAR, um, yeah, I mean, even when it went to VAR, you were kind of just like, there's no way he's going to give that. No way. And I couldn't believe it when when he said, yeah, penalty awarded. I was like, thank God. Find you a bit of luck, though, right? Take it. No, absolutely. And, you know, we had this, like, old school look at that Leicester game where we had that goal to slow, which I thought was very, very questionable. So these yes. things go for you and they go against you. It just things around about it. It does. And I think it's, it's always worth bearing in mind, you know, when they do go, go against you, you know, you, you can't sort of cry with spilt milk. You've got to kind of take up the chin uh, because, yeah, yeah there are moments like it. this when they go for you. Let's get on to get on to the free kick. What a thunder bastard. <laughs> Thunder bastards, they say. Yeah, it was a great strike. Um, it was a, yeah, it was a fantastic strike. And it shocked me because I thought that, you know, Xhaka being there we might have gone the other side um, of the goal. But it was a fantastic strike. But for the life of me, who won the free kick in the build-up? Now, I remember there was some good play before. Off the top of my head, I can't remember who actually won the free kick. But it, it might have been Saka. It might have been Saka. Um, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic play and won, won a free kick in a great position after some good footwork. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's a great strike, isn't it? It's one of those where, you know, we're on top, probably should be two up already, but we're not used to that this season. So when he does thunder past it into the top of the net, it's, it, it's one of the reactions you, you love as a fan, right? It's one of those that makes you, makes you shout at the telly, makes you jump out of your chair. Oh, you, you, you saw that video that my, my fiancé recorded <laughs> me. Running around the lounge, screaming, she's like, Shut up, the neighbors. I went, I don't care about the neighbors. Arsenal are winning the game of football. <laughs> the a long, long time, yeah. Like the uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, I literally can't watch. And this is before sort of you know our turbulent season this year. I can't physically watch a football game sat down. Like, I literally pace up and down the room constantly. Honestly, I, I when I'm at, when I'm at the stadium, yeah, I can't. It's hard, but when I'm at home, I don't know. Yeah, I find it quite easy just to. Depends. I don't know whether it's just whether I've just re- resigned myself to the fact that Arsenal are pretty shit. I mean, that's <laughs> for quite that's, some time. I'm not as. On, it depends on the game. Like the Man City game, mm-hmm. I wasn't because I wasn't really that bothered. Whereas when it when it matters yeah. and it's important, I I will sit down and but then I'll kind of be tapping my fingers, tapping my toes, and then I'll sort of get up and I'll pace around. Mm-hmm. I'm literally. I'd be a great manager on the sideline. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if about football, but. You look the part, yeah. You look busy enough, with, wouldn't you? I act the part, and I've got you know, I've got enough jacket training jackets. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be right. I think you're right. You haven't got the hair though, mate, to match Mikel Arteta. So, well, no, I mean, I've still got hair though. <laughs> I'm approaching thirty, so you know, I take that. All my, all my, yeah, my brothers are all bold, so <laughs> I'm holding. Yeah, out. same, mate. It's funny you just speak of that. My old man's bold. My brother may as well be bold. He's one of those who just needs to accept the defeat and move on with his life, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, I mean, and then my dad was bold at 22. So, you know, I'm 30, yeah, 34. Still got it all there. So I'm, you're, doing well, you're doing well, mate. Maybe it's skits yeah. generation. Very happy about it, to be honest. Biggest fear of mine growing up, going bold. Yeah. Anyway, back to the football. Let's not go on about yeah, know, well, boldness. That's yeah. boring. Second, second <laughs> half, um, you know, I felt like we started like, kind of we ended the first, you know, we... 
you were expecting a response from Chelsea. I, have, I think they you really were. They took, um, was it um, Werner who came off? Um, who did they, they made a few. They made two substitutions, didn't they? They made a couple. Yeah, Jorginho coming. I remember I said to you, let's. You know, I panicked. I was like, let's hope he doesn't have the same effect on the game as he did last year. Because I remember he came on and changed the game. And also, as as any game, when you're 2-0 up at half-time, the next goal basically wins the game. It's just that's how I see it at 2-0. You know, if Chelsea get one back early, very different game. But I think that third goal for us, it, it, it killed it, off, didn't it? It, it killed it, yeah. There was a few moments early on before we scored that third goal where Chelsea was starting to kind of, you know. Starting to knock a bit, yeah get into the game um but that third goal was just wonderful fucking wonderful um, yeah it is wonderful lovely christmas present wasn't it oh, delayed christmas present good question i mean look let's look at the even the build-up before then um it was really you know it was nice to see us progress the ball again it was nice to see us attack properly as much as i do think it was you know chelsea made it easy for us to get into that position um you know shaka so sorry Shaka, saka um Basically, just wanders into the into the penalty area unchallenged. Bellerin carries the ball again. Um, did he mean it? I mean, look, the did easiest he, way. Did he, I don't think he did. Did he? I don't think, did he? Agree. And uh, listen, I don't care. Regardless of Chelsea's defending, like our, the intent is there from Arsenal. We're pushing them. You know, we're getting mm. we're getting into those positions. So it annoys me when people sort of say, "Oh, well, Chelsea didn't play very well." You know, let's not take anything away from this Arsenal performance. Do you know what I mean? No, it's, you always look at that, though. It's even... Because I was thinking this even before jumping on the pod. It's a case if we do it quite a lot where you'll always judge your own performance on the others. But I always feel that when we win, we're more inclined or there's more of a desire to look at the opposition and say, well, they didn't play that well, especially when it's a bigger team. But whereas when we lose, it's just... It's all on us, usually. We did this wrong. We did that wrong. We And collectively, we don't... I know we do sometimes where you can literally say, well, we just bet, you know, we're beaten by the better team on the day, but it's very rare. You'll just say that, look, Arsenal played well and we lost. There's a way we're always picking at something, but I think that's just our inherent nature as, as football fans, just to look, look for the negatives in those situations. And even so, even when you win, you're always trying to improve, right? And I think that's not a bad thing, but sometimes, yeah, listen, we, do, we need to just, Take the win, celebrate the win, especially because we haven't had one for so long. Yeah, in the, <laughs> and just... the way I look at it as a football fan, sometimes you just got to enjoy the moment and forget Absolutely, about yeah. everything else. Forget about what's going on in the league position. Mm. You know, you've beaten one, you know, we've beaten one of our London rivals comfortably. Mm. You know, they come down to the Emirates, we've slapped them a new one. Thank you very much. See you later. And it's funny because I was watching, you know, these like watch alongs they do, all these football fans do, which. You know, mm-hmm. just just want to say I don't understand who is watching these watch longs. Who is who no, is watching the game? Watching the watch long. Watch the game, you saddos. The, the only good thing about watch longs is when they lose, and you go and watch them back. And I was watching this Chelsea one, and the sheer mm-hmm. um, arrogance of them before the game. I put a clip on up on Instagram, and they were saying, yeah, "I think I saw this oh, team when he beat Sheffield United. Who's this Smith Rowe guy? God, you know, oh, we're going to be in a top. We're going to be in a top race. Also, we're going to be down in sixteenth. Yeah. Absolutely. Shove, it, shove that in your pipe and smoke it. Do you know what I mean? This is this is why you'll never, ever hear me giving it a big one before or most of the time even during a game. No, I don't. Um, I think we're just, very, I just can't do it. Aren't we, with that? We're, we're, very, we're optimistic, but we're... Nothing wrong with being optimistic. But they, yeah, they it's were, just like... I was, I was just going to say, it's just like... You know, if even a friend of mine before the United game, you know, most of my friends, like most of us, um, 
we have a few United sporting mates in there, even if you're not anywhere from near Manchester. Um, it's one of those where you you just got to take a look at it and just be realistic. Like you say, it's I'm not going to get carried away with wins or it's again it's more the the performance you want to look at isn't it that's ultimately what you what you want to see is i just want to see us be competitive what i would take from this game is that chelsea are definitely not going to win the league with this set of players to think they're actually title contenders that they look very average don't get wrong they've got some very good players in there they've got a lot of young talent um, and they've they've spent a lot of money on Mm. Yeah, they've got a few Pepe's in their team, you know, in, in Timo Werner and Kai Havertz, who are completely, you know, they're like the invisible men, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're not great. Um, I think Werner will be fine in time. I saw something quite interesting that somebody posted after the game, just saying that Frank Lampard's trying to make Timo Werner into a Sadio Mane um, on that front left. But in fact, you know, what they actually need to do is play him in the middle on the shoulder, similar to how Leicester played Jamie Vardy. Like, the valley point, but look, I'm, I'm not going to get stuck into that. I don't really give a shit what Chelsea do on a week yeah, to week. They can do what they want, always, you know. yeah. They can do what they want as long as they're shite and they lose. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the funny title race this year. I mean, if we just look at the league table there, I think, yeah, Liverpool are three points clear of Jesus Everton. Um, it's nice to see Tottenham have slipped a little bit, but it, it's quite tight, really. It's I mean, if you look tight. at what Everton are on 29, you can go all the way down to ninth, and that's four, four points. Can we touch on Tottenham as well? Bottling it again last night. Joe, the classic Jose Mourinho scores in the first minute and then tries to park the bus. Park the bus. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't they... watch them. Oh, well, I, I didn't. I watched the last five minutes. Um, last five minutes. When they scored. because And the Wolves, to be fair, should have won. Not a bad yeah. result. Look, 1-1 away at Wolverhampton. But yeah, I think, as always... Um, well, in regards to the table, everyone dropped, everyone sort of dropped points up there. So, mm-hmm. for us to sort of get, you know, if we can start winning games, it is good for us. You know, we're only eight points beyond Chelsea, which sounds like a lot, but that's not a lot, really. You could... No, we're nearly halfway through, aren't we? Um, we're not quite there just yet. Give it, well, basically at the end of this, this run of four games. Yeah, I mean, look at this. I mean, we may as well just come on to the, the upcoming games. Um because you just said eight points. It's not a lot. And we've got a run of four games coming up. Obviously, we've got Newcastle sandwiched in there as well in the FA Cup. Um, but those four games, you go and win them, right, for example. And I know I'm definitely getting ahead of myself there a little bit. But Brighton, we've, not, we've not beat Brighton in, is it for like four or five games, apparently? I don't even, I don't even want to know, to be honest, because that's... Right, Brighton away, team. West Brom away, Palace at home, Newcastle at home. Very tough games. Um, but I actually fancy us on the road, to be honest. Away from home. You know what? This, uh, I don't know about this home and away stuff at the moment. Yeah, I don't think I it's really, I don't know whether it does or doesn't. I'm trying to, and again, this is going to sound ridiculous because, again, I never played to a, a fantastic level, but did it alter? I mean, look, the only thing that, when you play with no fans and in the same place, that's the only thing I can compare this to, right? Um, when you played at home, the only thing that was familiar was the pitch and the changing rooms. When you went away, there was still that, you know, it was unfamiliar. You had to get your hand again, very different. You weren't playing on carpets week in, week out, but you still just wanted to stick it to someone on their, on their pitch with or without fans. So look, maybe that's still a thing. And I don't, I would assume it would be, um, because you know, the competitive nature of professional football is, is, it should be pretty, pretty intense, pretty high. 
if that's still there, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I, I think if we can come out of it, say out of those four games with, I don't know, eight, I'd take eight points. I'd, I'd take, take eight points. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute because that's one thing I was definitely wanted to go through with you before we finish up on the on the podcast is because it before before the result against Chelsea we were all saying that the 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 games that follow in the league are the four it will define our season and it will define Mikel Arteta and so I think we I mean even if you wanted we could even do it now if you wanted to we could just go in I wanted to do some predictions of how how do you think we're going to get on uh, and we can come back to them on a later pod to see how we did. But how do you think we're going to get on in these games? Do you want to, do you want to maybe do some predictions? Um, we can. I'll probably get them, I'll yeah. probably get them all wrong. <laughs> well, we'll come, we'll come back and try now. Okay, so, so Brighton. Let's go to Brighton. Um, Brighton away, 6pm. Look at all those kickoff times, by the way. They're horrific. 6pm, 8pm, 5.30pm, 8pm, 8pm. It's our next five games. Terrible. We don't like playing at night. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I didn't realise West Brom was 8 o'clock. <sighs> Shit. Um, you know, I think I think we'll, we'll I think we'll probably draw at Brighton. Um, Are you going to go? My, 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 my heart's saying win, but my head's saying it's going to be a draw. Um, I think, and I think that I think we need we need the three points because they are right behind us. We we just need to pull away from that that these teams that, around that little group below us. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, it's for the first time after that result. It's one of the first times for a while. I started looking up again instead of looking down yeah. when you're looking well, I, at the table. We spoke about relegation. I think you know we showed we did, we showed on Saturday we've got enough about us to, to not go down. We've got enough. Hopefully. And you'd okay. like to think we'll bring in we'll show them as well in January. Um, what about you for for Brighton? For Brighton, ugh. it's such a tricky one. It's so hard to predict Arsenal, is it? I think you go for a win, are you? I'm going to go for a win. Um, uh, I love it. And I do... You can't help but think that surely behind the scenes that Arteta is, or he should be, saying, let's not get carried away without win, good performance, blah, blah, blah. But look what happened after United. Didn't win for eight games. Yeah. We don't want to, you know, we don't, we don't well, want don't history to repeat itself. I don't think that performance against United was as good as it was against Chelsea because absolutely, absolutely you know, not. We've struggled with creating chances. That's been our Achilles' heel this season. And we actually um, had a lot. We we created a lot. Um, mm. It was Chelsea. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, with that final third, that you know, we we've been screaming out for creativity. We got it, and I think mm-hmm. that's you know a huge positive, and it's and something we we have to maintain going into these games mm. because it's going to be difficult yeah. because you, you you know for a while. Um, not so much in Brighton, but again, West Brom away. West Brom's going to sit deep and we're going to have to break them down. Big Sam. Very tough. They did it, they, they, to be fair, they did it very well last night against Liverpool. They got absolutely yeah. outplayed yeah. in that first half and they nicked a late goal and come away with a point, which is, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, it is incredible when you think about it. Um, but yeah, with Brighton, I think I'm going to go for the win just because I think we need to, we need, we need to get some stability and we need to find a run of form. Do you think it's going to be like a tight 2-1 or do you think we can... That, that's an even harder question to be honest with you. We'll just stick, we'll, we'll stick with the win. We'll just say this goes I'll stick it. with the win. I don't care how it comes. Obviously, look, you'd love to see a performance to go alongside the result, but ultimately the result's more important. So if we can grind out a 1-0 away win at Brighton, I'd, I'll take it. Take it every day. Sure. West Brom away. West, I'm going to go through. West Brom away. I think we'll beat West Brom. Just because oh, I don't yeah. think... Like 
they've got very little going forward. They ship goals, and I think I think it's a sort of game where if we play like we did against Chelsea, um, it's always if we're allowed to. Because that's that's the other interesting aspect is Chelsea are a team that don't sit deep, and that's the teams that we've struggled with um, for quite some time. Is obviously Chelsea will bring the game to you, so there'll be more space for you to go and you know attack into and play. Whereas you know West Brom in particular, I mean, it's big Sam. That's what, he's, that's what he's renowned for is just defensive, uh, his defensive style. Um, for that, I, I, I'm going to go for a draw. Oh, okay. It's going to be a big Sam. It'll be a tough game. Um, yeah. But we've just got to yeah. go there. You know, we, 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 can't, we can't underestimate them um, because, you know, they, they've, they've been to City and they've been to uh, Liverpool and, you know, picked up two points. So, Exactly. Um, FA yeah. Cup. Uh, well, FA Cup. Free hit. It's the FA Cup. Of course, you're yeah, going to win. I think we'll be there. <laughs> we'll win that. Um, I'd say, I think, yeah, that's a win. I think it'd be a for him to sort of play with the lineup a little bit. And yeah, I, I mean, how, yeah, how just that's a good point, actually, Steve. How do you feel about the FA Cup this season in general? I mean, would you like to see us go God, on yeah. a run? Do you want yeah, us to see well, us be a bit more? I don't. I, I don't want to see us rock up. You know, with a half half ass attitude and mentality. Mm. I think it's always, it's always very embarrassing to you know win the FA Cup and then get knocked out, right, get knocked out in the third or fourth round. I'm slightly different on this one. I might. I mean, we spoke about this before. What would I preferred last season, top four or FA Cup? Yeah, I just think the FA Cup with the fixture congestion. Not- I've been it off this year. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying there. Um, I think. Listen, my my it's, it sounds ridiculous. My only my only sort of Feelings about after the season is let's just stay in the division right now because mm. you know it is a bit touch and go at the moment. You know we're not out of the woods yet. Um, so, yeah, I would say so. yeah, I would agree with you on that point. Let's if once we sort of get up the table a bit more and you know, put a bit more space between us and the bottom teams, then I mm. think maybe we can look at maybe like you know an FA Cup run. I don't think it's out of the question. But then you've also got Europa League. Uh, yeah. Exactly, and that's that's what that's what basically makes me think. Right, let's spin off the FA Cup, um, and I say that you know, lightly because if we go on a run and we win it, look, happy days. But I think I've said it to you in in, a, in the previous pod, and just I'm back and forth via text. I just think if this season's such a weird season for so many reasons, and again, you know, we were talking about Arteta in and out last week, and you said if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably probably let him go but also if you would have asked me that question and we were just hanging around you know between eighth tenth you know really inconsistent but doing all right I would have accepted that just this season um I'd still like Arteta to get more time and I do feel like a lot of this is on the players more than him to a point because we both spoke you know, about this though we we don't want to lose Arteta we we we, we don't want to become that in an ideal world yeah. yeah in an ideal world um if we can just muddle our way through this season and not get ourselves drawn into a relegation battle, obviously see what happens in January. And again, next summer, if, if we, we go again, again. We go again. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, we go again, we go again every year, but next, you know, this summer coming is, it's the big one. It's, it is there's big so one. many players, you know, coming out of contract. It's going to be re- I think it's going to be very refreshing to see so many players just like the Mustafis of this world, just fuck off out the door. Just gone. Yeah. Just, just finally gone and it just puts that you know conversation piece or topic to bed because i'm bored of having it um i'm oh, bored yeah. of watching it um i'm, I'm, bored I'm, I'm sort of bored of playing these players who you know completely are completely over it 
So anyway, yeah. let's, let's crack on. Let's look at uh, Palace at home. Um, I think we'll beat Palace at home. They are very inconsistent this season. They, they show oh, moments of brilliance, but then they just they ship goals. And I think defensively, they goals, yeah. they're not that solid. And you know, for, for for all our failings at front, I think I think it's the sort of game that that we'll win. What about It'd be you? a risky. Yeah, I'm going to go for a win as well. Um, purely because we were, you know, we're playing them at home. They're inconsistent, but worries me. Teams that are inconsistent because you just never know what you're going to get. You know, they could turn up. Zaha could put in another performance against us like he likes to. Um, well, they're right, I, I think they're right ahead of us, aren't they? They got they're a point ahead of us with the game in hand. You know, that that is a must win just to get. You know, we need to sort of. Well, I think a lot of these games that are coming up are must wins. Well, yeah. You know, if you in no idea, will we'll win all five? <laughs> but the thing is, all five of these games are winnable. Hundred um, On paper. It's <laughs> on uh, Newcastle at home because I I, I, really? I, think, I think again this is going to be. I think we should win this game. I think they're yeah, we should. Yeah, I don't think they're up to much, and they—it's funny—they they haven't been up to much for quite some time. Um, you know, if you look at that period of, you know, the two years before they went down, obviously they went down and came back up. Yeah, Newcastle have turned into that really—I don't know who to compare them with. Bit like Villa. They're, you know what? They remind me of like a West Ham. Yeah. Of, like, of, of recent, you know, like where they've always sort of—they think they're a big club, uh, but they're all sort of. On the you know the peripheries of, of relegation, yeah, they don't do anything overly spectacular. Um, and yeah, they're just, they're you know, just much, there. Much, the numbers, aren't they? They're just there making no well, look, they can beat that's, that's how I feel about Newcastle. They talk, they talk a good game, but what, yeah, they, they, they've they've won next to nothing, certainly in my much lifetime. Ah, like, oh, they're absolutely, I doubt they've won anything in your lifetime. Actually, I'm trying to think if they won anything in mine. I actually don't know. I should know this. My brother supports Newcastle, unfortunately. Um, Maybe he doesn't listen to this, then he'll, he won't be impressed with your lack of knowledge. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But he's more of an egg chaser than a, than a football man. But it's one of those, I don't know. I think, yeah, we'll win. Um, definitely. I, don't, I just can't wait to see that already. I know, you know, we shouldn't get too carried away and wish our lives away. But I really want to see where we're at come the end of this. Um, the end of this this fixture run here because it's, I think it's, it's just... a pivotal point in our season, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. do, do you think we will bring anyone in in January? I really don't know. You know, honestly, it's so. How do you even know? Like, how do you? There's always that concern that let's say it's not a concern. But let's say we win our next four, like hypothetically mm -hmm. speaking. Then it's like, mm -hmm. oh wow, we're winning games again. Do we need to? There's always that. Do you know what I mean? If if there's a reaction from the team. They, and, you know, they'll think, well, we've got Partey coming back in, you know, potentially Torreira coming back. Do we need to buy? I, I would like to see us go out, uh, maybe look at maybe bringing in, not even necessarily attacking midfielders, you know, creating midfielder. Because mm. um, I think, I think yeah, we, we've shown, you know, with a very sort of inexperienced, you know, set of players that, you know, we have the quality to, to uh, open teams up and win games. So, mm. yeah, no, for sure. I'd, I'd like to see that too. Um, again, I'm just reining in my expectations a little bit because it's Arsenal in a transfer window. It's yeah, far, far too optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I think look, you maybe see one or two additions. It's, it's Christmas, you know, and you know these you know, Christmas, it, it, these Christmas miracles can happen. We just had hours. <laughs> we just had hours. Um, no, I think yeah, it's a 
It is a tricky one. Um, I'd like to see that creative player because I don't, as much as I was happy with Emil Smith-Rowe, like I touched on, you know, the kids, he's a kid for a start, um, shouldn't have that much pressure on him. But then again, you say that, Saka, you know, he's doing the business week in, week out for us lately, but he doesn't have the injury history that Emil Smith-Rowe does. So I think it would be nice to have someone else in there. Uh, Striking options. I wouldn't, if Martinelli stays fit, but I think already... Crazy, isn't he? He's only played, what, 90 minutes of football since coming back from injury, there or thereabouts. And already he has held that left that left front position of his where he started on against Chelsea. That's his. That's his position. The the link um, of play is incredible down that side. Him and Tierney. Um, and that's I remember what we I said to you before he came we, back. Like and like that's what my issue with Willian is, because you know he has play, we we have seen him on both sides. And Pepe as well. And Pepe, and Pepe yeah. Just, there's just um it's just it's very dysfunctional with those two. It just doesn't work. It's, it just mm-hmm. and you can see the at times there's that, there's that frustration. Be nice to see. It's just just um let's just try and win this game that's coming up, um, and then go for it. It's just every week. You know you just look. You know it's the cliche football sayings. You know we go again. We'll be back stronger. All that sort of stuff. I just want to see us get a little bit of consistency. Yeah, That'd be nice. I just want us to be you know not be a laughing stock to be honest and start winning some games. Um, well, at least we're not that this week. Chelsea. No, you're not. And I think it's a real statement of intent. And I think like I touched on <clears throat> touched upon it before. And I think this sends a huge message to our senior squad players to say, right, this is what we're capable of, guys. Mm. You know, you either get on board or you know, there's the door. Um Stop giving yeah, people this. These lads are so hungry, and I, I really hope that tomorrow we see a similar side. I to be honest, I I would maybe go with the same eleven again. I, I would if if Louis if would you, would you leave Matt, uh, Pablo Marie in centre half, or if you have like a, a fit Louise, do you bring him back into the team? Always. Well, again, we touched on Marie earlier. I was quite happy with his performance. No well, nonsense. And like I said, he was barely penalty. mentioned. It was just the penalty. Other than the penalty. Other than the, but then you got to think the bloke's barely played. I think that's his first Premier League ninety minutes, maybe, maybe ever. I'm not actually sure on that, but you know, that's high, high yeah, challenge. Yeah, you can't fault him for that. Um, just. You know, quickly say, I just want to throw this in. Thank you. Know, great save from Leno for the penalty. Um, mm. Let's be honest, if he didn't save it, it would have been a very nervy final 10 minutes. Because we did just, it was a little concerning how much we, not collapsed necessarily, but Chelsea really tried to, you know, turn the screw in that last, you know, 10, 15 minute spell. And again, if that penalty went in, it was very different. You ever, do you just love it though? Just speaking of the penalty save, when you have those moments where you just envisage the future and say it out loud before it happens. Um, you know, I was sat there watching the game with my old man, and I said, Virginio is going to do his hop skip and then he's going to go to Leno's left. And it literally happened. And then he saved it. It was a good save as well, to be honest. Nice um, well, let's, let's leave it there. Uh, so, as always, uh, you know, thank you for, for listening to the podcast. Uh, still, very, still very early days. There's only episode mm. four. Um, so when those who have been listening we really appreciate it um and we will pick it up after the brighton game uh which will be actually the last one the last one of 2020 can you believe yeah let's get rid of 2020 full stop fabulous all right calvin cheers mate it's been it's been emotional been emotional great to finally talk about a win uh and like i said we'll be back we'll be back on wednesday or thursday we haven't quite discussed that yet and we'll be back hopefully to discuss back-to-back wins following the brighton game Cheers, guys. Thanks, and we'll catch you after the game.